I'm Ruma Tenbrink, and welcome to the Children's Bedtime Stories podcast for adults. I am so excited to be reading to you my first book this evening. I really hope you enjoy this, and I hope it helps you fall asleep in a beautiful slumber and take you to a faraway land. Thank you so, so much for listening. World-renowned musician, environmentalist, and humanitarian, Dave Matthews, in collaboration with popular children's book author Cleet Barrett-Smith, has conjured an exciting and poignant fantasy about a girl who must confront her past mistakes before she can save her peaceful forest community from a gigantic threat. I am honored to read to you, If We Were Giants, Little Voices Can Have a Huge Impact. Let joy begin as we read part one, The Volcano. The Volcano, Part 1, Chapter 3 The next morning, Kira awoke to birdsong in her ears and sunlight warm on her face. The cart was gently rocking as Charles pulled it along the path. He strode upright, the cane no longer in his hands, and his gait was sure and strong. She lifted her head out of the tangle of blankets and saw that they were nearly home. Paja, did you walk all night? I, Taro said, without turning around. Kira stretched and yawned, then climbed out of the blankets, hopped down to the ground, and fell into step beside him. Working the kinks out of her sleepy legs, the eye patch and the tooth black and the dirt were all gone. The volcano man was just her father again. Do you want me to take a turn pulling the cart? No, that's okay, little one. Taro finally looked over at her and offered a shadow of a smile. It's a lot easier now that you're out of it. Did you get some good sleep? Kira nodded. They walked along in silence for a while, the sun rising higher in the sky and growing warmer on her patches of bare skin. She wasn't sure how to ask him what she wanted to. As she had drifted off to sleep, all she could think about was the look on his face as he had grabbed her and hustled her out of the village while that man told his strange tale. Finally, she broached the subject. Paja? Yes, my dear. That strange story last night. You don't think, I mean, there's no chance any of that was true, right? It doesn't matter. The smile faded from Taro's eyes. A story is true if people believe it. You know that. Got it. That was a relief. So he's just doing what we do then, right? Taro gave her a look. How do you mean? He's making up scary stories so people will stay away from that village. Nafalu. Taro set his jaw and shifted his eyes back to the road ahead. Perhaps, because he talked about the settlement by the cliffs, with the waterfall behind it. That's where we went on my first trip outside, remember? 
It was so pretty, and there were no weird taker people there. That was a year ago, Kira. Wait, so you think maybe what he was talking about was really true true? Not just story true? It was a long time before Taro answered. I don't know, Kira. Much can happen in a year. But what if he... We'll talk no more about it just now, Taro sighed. He turned to look at her again, placed a hand on his daughter's shoulder. I'm sorry if that came out with a sharp tone. I just need some time to think. I, we will discuss it again before we go outside the next time. Kira placed her hand on top of his. It was warm and reassuring, just like always. Okay, Paja. It was easy to put it out of her mind just then because she recognized the slow curve their path was taking as it followed the river, and she knew that just on the other side of it was Zidu. That was a warm and reassuring feeling too because as much as she enjoyed being outside, she had to admit that she also liked coming home. Sure, she had seen many interesting things and people, but she loved her own friends and family. Yes, even Tico. As they rounded that bend in the path, the volcano rose dramatically from the ground in front of them. Clouds of smoke drifted out of the crater way up at the top, making it look like the volcano was on the verge of erupting and spewing molten lava all over the surrounding fields at any moment. I wonder who's on smoke duty this morning, she said. Probably the Kala twins. Kira had to grin at that. The Zidu elders had chosen well when giving that job to the twins. Keeping the fire stoked just inside the rim of the volcano all through the day and night was a long and potentially boring task. But the twins were inseparable and they kept each other company the whole time with no complaints. And if one of them snuck a nap on the job, well, the other one was there to take care of things. She was glad she hadn't been chosen to be a helper for smoke duty. It would be so dull to sit in the same exact spot all the time. But as she looked at the crater, hundreds of feet above their heads, she had to admit that at least the view would be spectacular. Kira breathed deeply and smiled. It was good to be back, and she couldn't wait to tell Tico about the strange story she'd heard in Luqui. Kira and her father marched along toward their big, beautiful volcano home. <laughs>